Okay. Time to the races. That was that was aggressive. What's happening? This is the Celebrity Beef Podcast. I'm your man Bo at Meryl Productions on the internet with the Instagram with my lovely wife. Who's clearly yawning into the microphone. You had a long day. I have had a long day. I'm tired. But she's still here to bring you people the best of the beefs. And now uh, I'm usually in bed by this time. You are. You gonna tell the folks who you are? Where you where they can find you? And Weezy. Instagram. A W Triple E Z Triple Y. Do you regret making that that long? Now that I have had to repeat it so many times a little bit. But yeah. I mean, you can't confuse me with anybody else. Hey, facts. I'm very thankful to have you here. I know you're tired, and I appreciate your efforts. I appreciate you. Oh, we should hug. Okay. See, you ruined it. That's how long I get to be sweet with my wife. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So this week we got some pretty good beefs. We both got some pretty uh, healthy beefs, spanning years on both sides. Yes, yes, yes. It's exciting. Um, I'm more excited about yours than mine. Yeah, mine's good, <laughs> and I found out some details about one um, superstar that I am uh, not really surprised by, but I was a little surprised by. Anyways, I'm not going to read Yeah, yeah don't, don't do that. Um, so, real quick, uh, Netflix review. I finished watching Imposters first season. I did that a while ago. I shouldn't be. I told you I finished it. No, you didn't. Yes, You yes, were on I did. season eight. Season or episode eight. eight. I am on episode finished, and it was... The, the last few episodes... Do you are, know that... That uh, Tiana Taylor and Iman, what's his face? Iman Shepard. Yeah, thank you. Mm-hmm. That meme I sent you today. Mm-hmm. What, what what's going on with your face? I don't know. You sent me a meme of them. I don't know. Yeah, that meme. Like, okay, so it was a meme of them, and Iman's looking at Tiana like really upset. Oh, because we finished it. Yeah, yeah, finished yeah, the yeah, Netflix yeah, yeah, series. Yeah, but I like, told yeah, you I did this. No, you fucking didn't. And here's didn't. the thing. No, you fucking here's, didn't. <laughs> here's the thing about. You with Netflix, okay? I don't give a shit. I don't give two shits. <laughs> you wait with me. So when I watch the Netflix shows, I power through them. Like, I hunker down. No, he really does. I, I get through them. He em. binges like crazy. Yeah, because that's how you got to do those shows. Because if you put any space between it, you don't come back to it. That's what I found. And uh, that show was actually good. And you're actually on a really good episode, but you refuse to go forward. And I'm sorry. I've been sleeping. And I don't know, doing everything else. No, in fact, you do a lot around here. I ain't in front. Thank you. Appreciate you. Um, but I got to give that, I think I was originally like a 4.5. I'm going to drop that down to like a 3.75. I agree. Like, I think it's like a three and a half. Like it's good, but like, it's like a imposter. Like, like, I mean, I don't know. The acting isn't like, it's a little cheesy. That sounds lovely in the uh, mic, by the way. You can hear the bubbles. See, and that's why people love ASMR. Yeah, no, possibly. Cause yeah. that's all, but see, I don't like the ones that they be doing all the sucking and slurping. I'm not really with that. Yeah, yeah, none of that's necessary. Um, all right, you can cut that out. Um, yeah, the, the acting is subpar. The storyline got really good. Like, right in the episode you are, like the next four episodes are really good. Toward the end, though, I think they ran out of steam. And there's a second season that I can't decide if I'm going to watch or not. So I'm going to have to start a new Netflix show. I've kind of got a, a whole... I've been watching the playoffs a lot lately, too. Moment, though, I have to readjust. Yeah, she was laying down in, like, a super comfy-looking uh, way. And now she's going to sit up like a normal person does. No, so not. All right. Well, I thought she was. Oh, okay. Now she's throwing stuff on the floor. Giving, I'm giving everybody the play-by-play. Adjusting, adjusting. Mike is getting pulled towards her. Pull it down. There you go. All right. All right. Oop, dip, dip. Yeah. Yeah. This is this is what it's all about. It actually sounds really good too when you're actually like in yeah. front of it. Yeah. It's good, amazing. good, good. Um so yeah, that's a good show though. I would check it out. I need to find something new. I'm hoping they put on some new episodes of uh uh Hassan Minash. You like that joint. I do now, like though. that joint. Yeah, Patriot. What are we gonna do when the office is taken off? That's not gonna happen. It's I'm, gonna happen. I'm writing a letter. It'll work. Don't give me that look. It'll work. It'll work. Okay. It has to work. Also, <laughs> it has to work. Also, the the sixth season or so like is good again. Like it get, it gets bad for like a couple seasons. It dips in. We were. Did you watch like forty four episodes? You know, I can't even tell the story I'm about to tell. Never mind. No, no, tell us. Is it what? Is it a bad one? I want to hear it now. Okay, so we were canoodling. I was gonna say canoodling. Oh my god! <laughs> I was gonna say they're canoodling or fornicating. Oh, okay. Or about to. <laughs> Uh, and the right. office is in the background and you like legit stopped to watch I don't and remember, you were like laughing i don't remember the season where nelly comes in you hate that season i, I know but she's funny though i forgot yeah, how funny she's she funny. was 
Because like uh, when I guess canoodling would have been better. Yeah, it wouldn't would, have been yeah, like would have been. Way sorry, yeah, sorry about that. My bad. Sorry, people. Um, Take it back. We don't do that. <laughs> so the um, the uh, season after they fall in love and everything like Who? that's boring. Uh, Jim and them after they get together, him and Pam and everything. I love that that season was a good season. Ugh. But then when she got pregnant was when that for me it was like meh. No, because when they finally got together, it was like no more conflict and it was boring. Your so, face is boring. True. All right. Moving on from Netflix. So anybody out there listens to this, I need some Netflix show uh, uh, suggestions. I want to. I'm gonna finish Sabrina, the teenage witch. Finish imposters. What the flood? No. I'm gonna just let it hang on you being a. Nah. Why would you finish? Why would you finish it? Um, because I want to finish Sabrina first. Didn't you already finish that? No, you the second season. It? I haven't watched it yet. Oh uh, yeah, you said it's pretty good. It looks too dark for me though. It's it, it's it's my soul, like. I need a familiar. Okay, hey, you go get with your, your demon people. It would be a sloth. Yeah. But I don't know that they could really like perform this thing, so maybe not a sloth. I'll think about a it. Killer sloth? I don't think there's a thing as killer sloth. I feel like they would get Familiars murdered. Familiars don't kill. They just protect. Okay, I don't Hulk. know I don't know your I don't know your Hulk smash terminology for Anyways, that's fine. Yeah, that um Best thing you saw this week. Um Okay, Alex. No, who is no, no, Vince no. McMahon meme? No. Vince McMahon, what was the meme? Okay, so it was Vic, uh, Vince McMahon. And for those who don't know, he's the owner of WWE. I think most people are probably familiar. People don't know. Guy. Okay. Anyways, right. just in case. So it's him and he has like this really shocked face and goes through like six faces and it's just like circle. Like the first one's just one circle, then two circles, and then three and then so on and so forth. And it's referring to the part... Um, of Endgame, where and obviously the movie's been out two weeks, so we can we can kind of reveal a little bit more. Give it some spoilers. Um, spoilers. Spoiler. Uh, at the end, you know when they when Doctor Strange comes back and he opens all those portals and everybody just comes through and everybody like mm-hmm. is in the theater and they're like, oh my god, yeah, like yeah, yeah. that's what it was. It was a good meme. Thanks, Logan. Um, that's shouts to Logan. That's um. It was a good meme. That's um. Or. You don't have to have abs to be worthy. That was pretty cool. I liked Fat Thor. People, I was reading people are all mad about Fat Thor. Like, oh, you're fatophobic, you're fat shaming, this and that. But it really... No, he was going through a very dark period. Well, the cool thing they did, too, is they didn't, like, make him skinny when he got, like, uh, after he was better. Like, yeah. He didn't all of a sudden just get skinny. I thought that was, like, realistic about life because it's not really how it works. Well, sorry, you just had to see me pick my teeth. Um, yeah, no one had to know, though. Except yeah, for sorry you about just that. Put it on. I just wanted to apologize to you. Uh, yeah, no, I agree. And he was still, like, he still performed very well. Like, Somebody did that the other day. Was Oh, I know who it was. I'm not going to say their name here. But was picking their teeth while they were talking to me. And I work? was like, yeah, and I was like, can you? I what? Was, yeah, I was just like, what? why are you having a conversation with me while you do that? I don't mind that you do it. Everybody's got to do it. You know, what's so funny is someone I know that at work, too, and I won't, th- <laughs> I won't say his name. But he will take a piece of paper, like, he'll rip it off the edge, and he'll stick it in his mouth. And he'll either A, chew on it, which is disgusting. Is he human? Yes. No. Or B, he'll pick his teeth with it. And I'm like, I have floss sticks in my purse. Do you want one? Or gum? Mm. But yeah, it's, uh, you it's some, some strange people in your... Uh... Okay. All right. <laughs> what <laughs> was know. that? I don't know. Um, anyway. Um, Best so, thing you saw this week. So what's thing? one thing I think we should start doing on here is um, reviewing movie trailers. And that leads me into the best thing I saw this week. Some you sent me. Which I am thrilled about. And you're just mad you didn't say it. I'm actually really <laughs> mad I didn't say it. I'm so upset. The Spider-Man, ah! Far from, <laughs> the Spider-Man Far From Home trailer. It looks so The new one where Tom Holland good. is like, if you haven't seen Endgame, yeah. click off now. Oh, but he does it in his so British good. accent. He's so cute. Like, okay. He's he, not like cute and like. Okay, I got you. I you know what I mean? You. Like, yeah, he's just he's cute. Yeah, all right. This is getting weird for me. Um, It, it opens up the multiverse yeah 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 and it, i'm it's, it's, so like when i when i heard that because i was on my way to work and i was you know listening to it not watching it of course because we don't do that while we drive yeah, you were looking at it you know what it was on my dashboard did you drop the kids off <laughs> yeah yeah I did. I did i was at a red light and i had it up on my dashboard on the on the thingy yeah she bought us things that i had, i don't use all the time but they hold our phones for navigation yeah, and all that jazz because in arizona purposes. they just passed a new texting law finally fuck them bastards i don't respect that shit 10 years later. <laughs> I know other states have had it for a long time. I know. Time. California's had it forever. I was telling my mom about that. She's like, yeah, we've had that for some time now. Yeah. I'm like, we like our texting here. Thank you. Um, 
But I was like, oh my God, like I'm so excited because yeah. what's his face? Um, Mysterio. Mysterio yeah. this, I think this is the first time he's been brought to life like yeah, in a is. film. Yep, it is. And I'm just so curious to see if he's going to be, so, if he's going to translate well, because he's kind of, I don't want to say cheesy, but he's kind of cheesy. Like, well, what I find interesting is Mysterio in the comics and the graphic novels and in the animated series always had, his powers were always of deception. Like he never actually had Oh, kind of like a Loki. Yeah, sort of, but he never, but his, it was all uh, effects. It was never actual real powers. And in that movie, looks like he's got real power. So maybe, I mean, and obviously they do a lot of changing of things. Right, some um, adaptations. But what I want to happen, and I'm really hoping they do, is a Sinister Six movie. And the Sinister Six is really cool because there's obviously six villains. Vulture, remember Vulture? I do. Uh, Rhino, I don't know if you know Rhino. I do. Uh, Mysterio, um, uh, Doc Ock. Oh, um, yes. uh, and there's two more. Uh, Shocker and I think Chameleon. Um, and it's really good because it's really, you know, it puts a lot of pressure on Spider-Man. I'm also hoping they revamp Venom. I hope they scrap the Sony thing. All right. Because that was trash. We didn't watch it. Cast in, No, I won't. I won't do that. Cast a new Eddie Brock and then do because they can do a Venom multiverse. They can do Spider-Man. They can do so much. And it looks like they're kind of handing the mantle to uh, Mr. Holland. Which from I think from is, Iron Man. Yeah, yeah, I think is genius. And they kind of set it up that way if we're paying attention. No, they really did. That yeah. was his kind of legacy. Like he wanted, you know. Peter Parker, he kind of took him over under his wing, and he's still wearing the suit that he gave him with the Iron Spider. How could he could? Yeah, how could he not? Yeah. I mean, so I just, I just, I think it's dope. I think it's a smart move from Marvel too, because I think he's, he, he's definitely. Well, and they, they, they brought in like you know, obviously like the bond they had. They, they touched on it in this movie, and I think that's so important to to incorporate the new because this is the first movie of the new phase. No, no it's second, not, it's the second, last one of the no, it's the last one. Of, oh, I didn't realize that yeah. it was the last one of that one. Yeah. And I think that makes sense too, because they're ending it with yeah, the maybe. new guy. And yeah. I think what they're gonna do too is make they, him the face. Yeah, because they can bring him the Avengers. They can bring him the X Men. Mm-hmm. He has a lot of crossover with X Men. They can bring him in. They can bring him in literally everything because Spider Man is so excited, probably the biggest most character. versatile yeah. character oh, yeah, for sure. And I think they they casted a really good Spider Marvel. And he's casting. young, yeah. So he can grow with the part. Yeah, and he's you know he's charismatic. a movie deal. Yeah, I'm sure probably. But then you got to wonder, can you do anything else? That's why I want to see what happens with Chris Evans. And uh, obviously, Robert Downey's not gonna have a problem because he's a you know once in a generation type actor. But he really has. Chris Evans isn't that stature, so I'd be interested to see where he goes next. You know, I don't know. I don't know. We'll see. But he might not. He might not. He likes he, to direct. He wants to direct. He so. was also in a movie not too long ago about that gifted. I think it was called Gifted. Mm. And that was supposed to be a phenomenal movie. I'm sure nobody watched it, though. They uh, said, look, put on the spandex. Are we not? We want to see America's <laughs> ass. Okay. That's what we want to see. We come here to watch you do real, real acting. Um, so, yeah, that was my best thing I saw this week. And thank you for sending that to me. Sorry I stole it from you. That's but, okay. Uh, that's you right. talking, I'm, I'm like, glad that someone talk, talked yeah, about I'm it. I'm like, I know what I'm going to say. I know it. I'm going to steal it from her. Yes. And I did that. So, I'm happy. Uh, you want to get into these beefs? Yeah. You want to roll shampoo? Always. All right. You always fucking fail, too. Cause I'm not allowed to look at you. Apparently, that's a new rule. Raw shampoo, raw shampoo, raw shampoo, raw shampoo, raw shampoo, raw shampoo. Ha! Why do I always lose? That and you a, even looked at my hand, Broski. I didn't look at your hand at all. All right, are you ready for this? I These are two of your favorite people. Ready? Um, they are Drake. Oh, and Chris Brown. Chris Brown, Ooh. I personally don't like. We went and saw he him in concert. He is amazing in concert. I cannot hate. I'm not a hater. That was well, according to Greg, I'm the biggest hater in the world. However, yes, but that was a that was a phenomenal concert. Yeah, it was. He we, was th- you know, we took that was Monday night concert, and yeah. we were dead the next day, but yeah. it was good. Yeah, what were we thinking? Your I nails know. still look nice. You got the blue nails. I'm over them. I really, I think for Mother's Day, I want to get them redone. To my toes. Yeah, you, you upped your game in terms of that. I'm just so over the blue. Mm. Couldn't go back to I'll white. I'll paint them for you. Huh? I'll paint them for you. I think that I'll pay for them for you. And I was like, oh, that's so sweet. Not no, paint no, them. <laughs> no, 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 I can't do that. All right. So let's get into this beef. So Drake and Chris Brown, if you guys aren't familiar, in 2012. That long ago? It was that long ago. Let me uh, double check my time, make sure I'm right that here. Was, I think we had first, we just started dating. Mm, that's interesting. wonder what I was Thanks, asshole. Me. I <laughs> Hmm, interesting. <laughs> I, was like, I was about to say, I wonder what I would tell myself if I could time travel like the Avengers. Um, so, Judah, I love you. Judah 2012, they had uh, this crazy, crazy brawl. And it's interesting how it got there. See, I knew about the brawl. I knew about the bottles being thrown. Turns out, supposedly. I, thought th- I knew about the notes being passed. 
And supposedly, Sorry. I don't know how <laughs> you feeling gangster. Uh, I don't know how true it is, but uh, supposedly Drake got a shot in on Chris Brown in the mouth. I don't know if that's factual. I, I read it a couple of places, but I don't know if it's real. I don't see Drake throwing punches like that, so I don't I know. I mean, Chris Brown's from Virginia. Like, those boys are crazy. Well, yeah, but if you get sucker punched, I mean. That's probably going to beat his ass. That's why he left Karuchi. All right. So, February 2010. Fuck Karuchi. Just kidding. Nobody watches Klaus. Nobody. I don't know how the show's still on. Um, February 2012, they have their first performance together. They headline, uh, Drake headlined the show of Virginia Commonwealth, and he welcomes Chris Brown to the stage. Now, at this point, I think Chris Brown would be the bigger star, right? 2010. For sure. And I'll go back. I'll put the discographies because I want to Ooh, I don't know because I think Drake was on the rise, and Chris Brown had just gone through all his legal troubles. Or- oh, is that right that he beat Rounders? Yeah, because he beat Rounders at 09, didn't he? Oh, let me double check. I'll I'm pretty double check sure. For you. Yeah, I'm pretty sure he 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 with the whipping on her in 09. Um, and so in the album he would have had out back then was Graffiti. I think Graffiti was a pretty big album for him though. Mm-hmm. So I want to say Chris Brown might have been the bigger actor. 2009, you're very right. Yeah. So so yeah, he's probably still going through his legal troubles. So he brings him out Virginia Commonwealth. Uh, 2010, they do their first collaboration together. Uh, Breezy and Drizzy are in the studio together. Where Drake tells um, Et or he tells Etra. I don't know what that is. It might have been a mistake. Maybe it's extra. I just been in the oh, studio. Sorry. Go ahead. Shout out. Happy birthday, Chris Brown. No. Yesterday. No. Uh, I just been <laughs> in the studio. I was actually with Chris Brown for a little bit. Then I was studio hopping, seeing where I can lend my hand since I got mine done in an interview. Uh, Drake denied dating Rihanna, even though rumors were starting to circulate. So they were messing around back in 2010. Okay. Um, 2010 comes up. Deuces has a remix featuring Drake. Uh, obviously, it's Chris Brown's song, but that was that was a crazy remix. I remember that Ooh, drop. Remember that? I, hey, I, Kanye, T.I., Fab on it, Rick Ross, Andre. There, yeah, because there was like multiple versions, right? Yeah, it was a whole bunch. That that joint was crazy. That's when Tiger made his big hit. That's when he really Ooh. got because he had Rack City, I think, and then he had that after the Tiger was a huge star back then. I'm gonna go back to listen to that song because yeah. I do love that. I song. actually want to do when I. Uh, I was think doing I'm this. so cool when I sing that song too. Yeah, no, you're not. But I know, cool. <laughs> so uh, in 2011, Chris Brown jumps on a Drake remix of Marvin's Room that I'd never heard, and I got to go back and listen to it as well. I should have done it as soon as I was doing this, but the lyrics on it supposedly were about Rihanna. 2011, so we were in June 2011, now we're in November 2011, is the first hint that the relationship's not going well. In a radio interview, DJ Who claimed that Drake and Rihanna had fooled around and that Drake had been elbowed by Chris Brown in the chin. Drake and, had been elbowed by Chris Brown. In the, in the chin, yeah. And it doesn't, and I don't have, and this is probably my fault for not being a good enough podcast, so I should have went back and got details around it all, but, <clears throat> but uh, the story blew up in mainstream media, but DJ Who posted on twitter hey i was only kidding it's not real my thing is it's probably with some realist re- realism to it are you looking it up right now okay i'm not getting it yes yeah, sorry uh so yeah let me know if you see anything on that because that's interesting look at this old school picture that's yeah, drake the, before the beard yeah back when drake looked like a anteater oompa loompa or something he used to look terrible in the face um february 2012 drake and rihanna take care comes out so, uh, Take Care dropped in 2011. Probably the biggest album of, uh, I don't know, nothing was the same. It was pretty big for Drake as well. But Take Care was probably his best album. Um, they're really close to the music video. At the same time, stories continue to circulate that they're together. At the same time, Rihanna and Chris Brown released uh, the sexy single, Birthday Cake. Do you remember Birthday Cake? Mm-hmm. Okay, so that came out around the same time as uh, Take Care. I think at this point, she was letting them both. Fucking both. Yeah, I think so. I really do think so. So, a Twitter beef happens, and this is where the story gets interesting. Did you see anything on the elbow joint? No, uh, they're just saying that. Um, I think it might have been a joke, but I think something Drake, might Drake, you know, uh, that Drake just vehemently denies it, I guess. That's it. That's all yeah, I'm saying. I mean, who's going to say, yeah, I got elbow by a dude? <laughs> so, Memorial Day weekend, 2012. So, this is seven a years month ago before the bottle throwing happens, okay? Okay. So on Twitter, there's a three-way uh, kind of disathon. That's what the article says. It's kind of lame, but there's a three-way going back and forth between Chris Brown, Meek Mill, and Drake. Okay, so over the Memorial Day weekend, Meek Mill was out with Rihanna, and then he tweeted, "You took me off the song. Cause she, you took me off your song because she let me watch the throne." And then he deleted it from his timeline. So apparently, there was a song with Chris Brown and Meek Mill. But after Chris Brown found out that he was messing with Rihanna, he took his verse off the song uh, called Don't Judge Me. They were supposed to be on oh, the song I, together. I do love that song. He took uh, he took Meek's verse off. So Brown responded with a tweet. She's a dream chaser. There's a lot of dreamers, so she'll be running forever. 
And then Meek sent a slew of tweets that seemed to be dissing Rihanna. These hoes be acting up and these niggas be letting them. He wrote in one message. Then he adds, I treat that bad bitch like a bad check because I cash that and then I bounce. I'm so sophisticated. So it's a little messed up because they all kind of dogging Rihanna. Then Drake jumps in. and See, I never knew about any of this. Drake jumps in and he fires off a few tweets of his own. Although, um, and he was supposedly spotted with Rihanna a few weekends before that. He says, uh, oh, that's your hoe? That's our hoe, too. LOL. We get gal easy. So, it kind of sounds like all three of them were... Beating them guts. Yeah. So, Rihanna was kind of on her hoe game back then. I mean, I think we can... Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I mean, do you be single? Yeah. I mean, I ain't, gonna, I ain't really got no problem with it. I mean, dudes do it all the time. Why can't I? Bro, what you doing over there? It came off. Oh, no. So uh, what did Rihanna have to say about it? She posted a picture of herself flipping the bird with a gun ring on her middle finger. Fuck what you think. Read the caption. Rihanna's like, yeah, whatever. So now we get to the altercation. All right. Mm -hmm. So at the Whip Nightclub in New York, rumors flew around that Drake and Chris Brown, uh, that Drake had sent a rude note. Right. And so um, what happened is Chris Brown actually tried to be classy and sent him a bottle of champagne. He sent the bottle back with a note that said, I'm still fucking Rihanna. And I thought I said, I'm fucking the love of your life. Yeah, see, I've heard that too, but I kind of feel like that was embellished. I feel like that would have been like, well, he oh, deserved anything and, that and came he, his way. If he did do that, that definitely explains why there were dozens and dozens of bottles thrown. Um <laughs> So who has the balls to say anyways, go on. Sorry. Well, you know, it's interesting too, is like Drake to this point had never had a public anything. He had been like the gay guy. I remember him saying, now he got his, a baby. I remember saying on one of his tapes, like if you diss me, you'll never get a reply and mm-hmm. all this. He was always playing a good guy. And so, um, yeah, never reply for it. Yeah. And so this, this was a pretty huge thing because I don't know if you remember Tony Parker was there. He got his eye cut open. Yes, I do. And he tried to sue. Um, and apparently there, that's because he, we don't even touch on Tony Parker, but apparently everybody was having a good time before this happened. Um, they so in this article they're saying uh, Chris Brown took a punch to the face from Drake near the end of the birthday celebration, um, and uh, yeah. So basically, after this all happened, there was a lot of fallout. But I read a couple articles that were actually saying Meek Mill instigated the beef, that he came in, he came in there with Drake, and that he uh, after the bottle came over, he gassed Drake up to do that. Which I kind of low-key believe, man. I don't know if he was like, hey, hating, is. Hating that. I just feel like, I don't think Meek would do that now, but Meek was very childish. I mean, obviously he had to be for Drake as well over he the Ghost thing. He yeah. was young. He was young. So, so yeah. I, I kind of I believe it. And then there was actually a radio DJ who called out Meek Mill because uh, she was saying that, you know, Manhattan um, specifically hadn't had a lot of hip-hop stuff because, you know, Manhattan's really uppity and they've right. been keeping hip-hop out of there and this is the first chance they actually had at a hip-hop club and it was like, uh, her tweet was like, fuck you, Meek Mill. This is the first time we've got to have a chance to have hip-hop down here again. If you can't handle it, don't come, this and that. So, I definitely think he has something to do with it. I mean, she's not going to tweet that for no reason. Right, right for sure. So, uh, moving forward, uh, after this, Chris Brown did a beef on, I don't know if you remember the song by Cheek Keek, I Don't Like, Mm-hmm. That I don't like. Yeah. I like that song a lot. So uh, he actually threw some bars at the end of it, and he said, uh, "You know, for him being known, and again, I I fangirl. Yeah, I know. Right, we, we all know. But for him being an R and B like star, I mean, he, he got rap. them bars. He can rap. No, I, I honestly think if he tried to do a, a rap album, he'd be fine. Yeah, he'd be, he'd blow people out the water. I mean, and there's not a lot of people. Obviously, Drake's the really big exception to the rule, but I think." Had at some point on some of his albums, he started rapping. Like really crossed over. Yeah, he could have had a rap career for sure. Because sure. Breezy's nice. I mean, I, I can't I can't hate on that. But he said, uh, and I don't like remix. He said, uh, them eyebrows, man, them shits is yikes. OVO, you overdose screaming YOLO, though I live twice. So he had some, he had some bars for him. Um, so in April 2013, so, you know, that was a really big hype. Things started to cool down a little bit in, uh, in April 2013. 2013 in an interview on EVR radio Drake said to Chris Brown his insecurities are the fact that I make better music than him that I'm more popping than him and at one point in life the woman he loves fell in my lap so he was taking some real shots at her and I don't know and part of me feels like so this is what I honestly think I think that Drake and, and Chris Brown both had Rihanna right mm-hmm. I think she loves Chris Brown I think Drake was like the 
you know, like you had good looking, whatever, whatever. Like, but it wasn't real for her, and I think that's what I, that's yeah. what made Drake feel how he did. Because I feel like she kind of shut him down. Well, yeah, I mean, they were together and like, but they were off and on so much. Yeah. Like, it wasn't it wasn't the real like love, like your first love, like you talking about between Rihanna and Chris Brown. Like that was like her first like yeah love yeah, and like you yeah. don't like you she didn't wasn't get, trying yeah. to shake that yeah and i think i think drake was like he knew that he, i think he really cared about her too yeah. and he knew it was something he couldn't have and i, I think mean he, he even was, went on to say later in later interviews that he wished that that was his baby mom's yeah like well and the thing of it is too is like that's the only reason i can think of that if somebody does a good gesture of goodwill you send a note over like that like bro obviously you hurt yeah like you know and, and really chris brown should have just been like you know what I mean, but you know, being young yeah, and like, and, and he still club, and he, and he still loves Rihanna too, yeah, like yeah, for sure. So in, in June 2013, so this went on for a while. A lot of stuff in the magazines. It was a huge story back in the day. A lot of people mm-hmm. probably don't remember at this point. But in an interview with GQ, Drake was asked about his altercation with Chris Brown, and he said, "I hear he has everything he can want now. I don't like my name synonymous with that guy's. I really don't. I wish we could sit down just like me and you are right now and talk it out, man to man. But that's not gonna happen. A year later, they're in the studio." On only, right? Uh, I believe so. Um, With Nikki and I think I don't. Know, I had to look at when it dropped, but that would make sense. So in July of 2014, so right after they appear in the studio, they appear in the ESPYS and they do this sketch, you know, where they kind of put the whole thing to bed. But in December 2014, Chris Brown splits up with Crucci. I don't know if you remember that, but then she, he accused her of going on dates with Drake while he was in jail. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So what do you think about that? You think he actually did that? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I did too. Because <laughs> Drake seemed like the type. Because I remember I read an article that like Lil Wayne had this longtime girlfriend named Tammy, and like when when uh, when Wayne went away to prison, Drake slept with her. But he told him after it happened, like which I give him respect for. But uh, August 2016, right after the Meek Mill and Drake beef, there's a picture where uh, Chris Brown is in a, uh, a picture with Meek Mill when they're both throwing up the middle finger, and a lot of people think it was aimed at Drake. But there was never never a confirmation, and it's just pictures, you know. Right. I mean, so, you throw you get you photograph so much, so many different people that don't mean right. shit. So in August of 2016, uh, Chris Brown calls Drake a fake. So he was out at a um, Lil Wayne concert and said he tweeted on uh, excuse me he posted on Instagram supported my favorite rapper last night in New Orleans Big Bro for Life at Lil Tunchi. If it wasn't for him, a lot of these fake ass rappers wouldn't get the opportunity. Real friends don't depend on record sales or cosigns. Day one family. So I mean. Maybe he wasn't talking about Drake, but I mean, I feel like he was because I think that's the time that Drake really split from from Young Money. Not only that, I mean, but, they, I think he had yeah. split a while ago from Young Money, but like he stopped really making records with Lil Wayne. Well, I think like these are two R and B dudes who are emotional. Honestly, like, yes, they, they're highly emo- and mm-hmm. you know it's interesting because I had a lot of respect for Drake when he first dropped because he was always in pocket. level. Yeah, yeah, yeah. level headed. Like he kept it to himself, and then I think. He's gotten sloppy over the years, and but you know it also makes you, it also makes you wonder like how long can you not? Get no, for to, sure. You know and what well, I mean? then you know he had to keep it so tight to the chest because he um he was kind of an outcast in hip hop. Yeah, right. He was fast, and so that's a huge point. Like he had to be really tight with everything because he had to prove himself. Now, I mean, he's the greatest of all time. Like no one's ever gonna do it like he's doing it. Yeah, he just so he the, don't have to like. Yeah, Whatever happens the, to him, it doesn't mean shit. He just broke the Billboard record for most, um, most uh, Bill, Billboard Music Awards. He had the most Billboard Awards so, in like, the history, like 30 of them or something. You know, and, and obviously this guy is super talented, you know, regardless if he has ghostwriters or whatever. Like like Taylor Swift don't. Like, what am I thinking? Like, Rihanna doesn't, like, Britney Spears doesn't, Beyonce doesn't, like, Ed Sheeran's writ, wrote, writ. Wrote, wrote has written for yeah there we go trying to find the right tense um for beyonce like you have to have a certain amount of talent to lay it down like right yeah no and there's something you said for delivering that's why people write there's a lot of hip-hop a dude named gilly the kid come pops to mind first off because he's never was had any commercial success by recording his own but he's written for dozens what about that dude who helped with kanye um what is his name oh fuck it's gonna kill me now. Never That's mind. Right. No, don't worry about it. No, he wrote for Kanye and like he just didn't have. Yeah, like, so he, people, he could kind of do it, but it, about, was, it wasn't Kanye. You know what I mean? Even if you think about Nicki and Safari, I can I know by hearing Safari rap, he wrote a lot of her lines. But you can hear it. He yeah, couldn't spit them. Like it, it is. It's it, something to be said for that. 
Um, and it's also interesting too that uh, you know you make a good point when you say Drake was uh, outcast in hip hop because he came up really through R and B. And I've been listening to some of his older music, and I really realized like, oh, this dude was an R and B dude. For yeah, a minute. for sure. And he took a lot of guff for that, and a lot of people really came down on him for it. Drippy and, Drake. And you, yep. And you see the transition from nothing was the same to if it's if you're reading this is too late. I don't know if you listened to that. Album yes, I did. But that's very like angry aggressive yeah like, it's very yeah. like hard yeah, like of, you get pumped rap. like yeah. um it's it definitely a transition in his life and in his career when that was right you know during the meek mill thing and right after the chris brown thing kind of settled down so there was a lot of like angst there yeah a lot know? of pent up uh you know i'm not a fucking punk and then around the same time like he uh he ordered uh, a guy from toronto that used to be in his camp moji he ordered him beaten and put him in the hospital and he, he got kind of grimy. Um, so things really settled down just last year in uh, July of 2018. Chris Brown showed support for Drake Scorpion by posting um, the uh, cover art to his 44 million followers. And then uh, 2018 in September, Drake follows Chris Brown on Instagram. And then uh, October of last year, Drake actually brings up Chris Brown on tour. Now, you know one thing, and, and that's pretty much the end of the beef. Oh, um, and you forgot that. I think he also gave him an OVO. Yeah, gave him an OVO jacket. Yeah, yeah I did forget that. Those, those things are nice. Yeah, yeah. Like, no. if you want to drop some money on me, anybody, no, no, not no, you. No, not no, you, because no, okay. anyone won't do it. Who else is going to buy you? I might have admirers. Damn. Right. Fuck you. Anything's possible oh. in life. Uh, <laughs> but, um... What I was going to say is that, uh, you know, what I'm kind of disappointed about with this whole thing is if had they been friends, if they had made an album together, Ooh. you know how good that album would have been, you know? I mean, yeah, for sure. I mean, I I can only think, because like, even thinking about like only, like, it was good, like. Yeah. They, and then, you know, you could have had Drake sing on some parts, Chris Rap. I mean, they, 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 right, really they could are, have really, uh, like, yeah. intertwined yeah. In, in their styles and made yeah. it something completely been. different. And they still could. I doubt they will. I also don't know that they're done beefing. I just kind of feel like. I think they're done. I mean, they both grown. They both got kids. I think they've moved so Chris far Brown away from a Rihanna. Wild card to me. He just feels like a dude in any minute that could pop off. For sure. And Drake, I feel like, is at a point where I don't think he would do nothing reckless like he did. But I, I do. He'd have feel someone like, around him do something. I feel reckless. like there would be bars in music for sure. I don't. I don't. You know. So um, that's my beef, man. I really enjoyed looking this one up. I wish I had more time to do more research because it was really fun. Thank no, you. No, you did good. You did good for your assistance. And you're uh, welcome. You have you're the welcome. floor. All So, although mine is not that uh, tense or intense, rather, um, my beef this week is Sarah Jessica Parker and SJP. Kim. Control. So before you get started, I'm, there's only thing I'm gonna say to interrupt you. If, the only thing I promise. That's a fucking lie. Let's only, count. One of thirteen. So, <laughs> <laughs> uh, somebody was said Sarah Jessica Parker looked like a sexy foot. That's all I have to say. Who the fuck said <laughs> that? I remember, but I just remember hearing it going. That is hilarious. Because her face. Who are you hanging out with? I mean, this was you know, Sex in the City has been popping since like the early. Ever? 2000s. Oh man, I love me some Sex in the City. I you know so I gotta be honest. You fell asleep and it was on the other day. And I, I watched that episode, but then I realized who I was and what I was doing. I had to turn it off. I'm like, I can't. But you, you get enthralled. Samantha. It's not bad. I mean, uh-uh. I think the, the show is pretty groundbreaking in the way they told the story. Well, and it was like, you know, it was for a single woman who struggled and had their different struggles being a female. And, you know, I highly dominated like and the honesty about sex too because like yeah absolutely the, the one lady like uh the, who's the one that's like this she's like the super slower um, oh that's that's kim control her okay. her character is samantha yeah she she was talking about how she likes to go down and then the other one i think and charlotte a, or yes very she's pr- like yeah no she's very like proper it. Mm-hmm. it is like they showed a little clip where like he was trying to get her to do it and she, she's <laughs> she like, mm-hmm. yeah and so that was a really good time like this is actually not bad i'm not gonna watch it but this is but if it's on and i'm gonna laugh a little bit I would watch 15 minutes and then turn like in the rap. Yeah. Um, for sure. And I, you know, like I said, I love those movies. I love the show and I love those movies. They're trying to make a part three, but they can't get them all to. No, no, mm. they can't. They can't get them all together. Um, but uh, so for those of you who don't know, Sarah Jessica Parker is an American actress, producer and designer. She's best known for her role as Carrie Bradshaw on HBO's Sex in the City. She won two Emmys, four Golden Globes, her best actri- actress. And three skin or screen actors guild awards awards. Um, yes. Uh, and then uh, she's also married to Matthew Broderick, 
Shoreditch um, Parkers? Yeah, they've been married since 97. Wow. 20 years. Yeah. That's crazy. And they've got... Oh, and then she was also with Robert Downey Jr. for a long time before that. Damn, she got some stories. Because uh, wasn't Matthew Broderick a little, little wild too at one point? Yes, he was. But he, I think he has... um, What does he have? Parkinson's? Oh, that's fucked up. Uh, if I don't get if you get Parkinson's and you haven't been a boxer, I think that's fucked up. You know, I don't I don't know that he has Parkinson's. I know that he has some kind of uh, gingivitis. He shakes. Uh, okay, that's probably like, Parkinson's. Yeah. yeah, I don't know what it is. I can't remember. But anyways, um, right, and so she's best known for Sex in the City and. You know, all of her very striking fashion choices in that show. Because that's what she's known for. And she's a columnist and whatever. And then we have Kim Cattrall. um, Canadian actress. Best known for Samantha Jones and Sex and the City. She's also received five Emmy Award nominations. Four Golden Globe Award nominations. Winning the 2002 Best Supporting Actress. Um, And she's also in the Sex and the City movies. Uh, she made her first film debut in 1975 in Rosebud and went on to appear in various television roles. Um, she is currently 62. Blah, blah, blah. 62? 62 years old. And Damn. Sarah Jessica Parker is 54. She was also in Hocus Pocus. Sarah Jessica Parker, they, she looks pretty good for age. She looks 54. Botox. But yeah, for sure. She Can looks, you do that again, please? No. That was phenomenal. No. no. Botox. <laughs> but um, yeah, so this kind of, like I said, they started in, I want to say 2004. No, it's really now. When, when, like 99 when the series started? Maybe. I'm trying to, I'm looking it up it right now. It was pretty early. Jay-Z still had hair or didn't have hair back then. <laughs> it makes him mad, that whole mop on his head. Man, I want that gone. He's trying to pull the, the, the J. Cole, the J. Cole man. thing. Let Only J. Cole, J. Cole can be J. Yeah, Cole. Facts. Facts. 98 through, I'm sorry, 98. Um, But. I, through what, 2005? Something like that. Um, Sorry, I have some written stuff down and I just wanted to. uh make raspberries in the mic yes yes yeah. you like that okay so um sex in the city was was about you know love and affairs and bad dates of the sex columnist carrie bradshaw and her gang of friends um lawyer miranda prim gallery sh- girl charlotte and the flirtatious pr boss samantha um instead what glued together the show was the enduring friendships in the united group of seemingly dissimilar women uh, between all four, right? So they're all very four personalities, and they all had their own issues, but they were brought together, and they stayed together, and that's kind of the whole basis. Have you watched Soul Series about you? Yes, I have. How did, did they tell the story of how they became friends? Yes. Okay. Yes. Because I, I, I am curious about that. So, like, it, it was kind of like um, Carrie moved to New York and – bumped into Samantha who was being a, who was a DJ at that time and then bumped into um like uh, random shit yeah just random shit and how they all became friends and all started hanging out and stuff like that and they were you know they all suggested that they were each other's soulmates because i mean that's they've cool. been they've been together for 20 years you know through thick and thin and when did they say the soulmate thing? In the, in the show. No, like, I mean like at what point in the show? Was it toward the end? Or? Towards the end. Okay. I, I'm thinking like two and minutes no, after they no, met. No, 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 no. It was like towards the end because obviously they all had like significant others come and go and yeah. they all had children and stuff like that. And and by each other. That was still like their core people that no matter what would always be there. So um, there had been reports of a fallout between Parker, Sarah Jessica Parker and Cattrall. Um over the course of the years, the cast members vocally denied any bad blood and repeatedly called at the social media for finding reasons to pit women against each other, which I think is extremely smart. So you have a female-based show, and there's some issues, but people who are calling attention to it, you just say, no, you're just trying to use the women's stereotype. They, they really had issues, yeah. though. Yeah. <laughs> right. Okay. So I'm like, that's why it's so smart. Um, so they... Uh, but... It didn't keep anyone from speculating. Rumors of tensions between Parker and Cattrall have been followed closely in part because of apparent real-life conflict is so at odds with each other's characters' relationship. So, 
in 2004, following the end of Sex and the City's sixth and final season, Cottrell is not seated near her co-stars at the 2004 Emmys. Parker, Davis, and Nixon are all seated next to each other. Um, later that night at the HBO Emmys Award, Emmys after party, Parker, Davis, and Nixon are all seen celebrating together while Cottrell appears to be absent. Some fans notice the separation and wonder if there's a reason behind it. So this is kind of like the first, so. yeah, right? Yeah, I mean, yeah. it's the final season. Yeah, like, yeah, this is the, the finest reward yeah, for, for it, it's right? Definitely weird. Um, fast forwarding to two thousand or December two thousand four, during an appearance on Friday night with Jonathan Ross, uh, Kim responds to the rumors that pay disputes prevented a seventh season of Sex in the City, and were also the reason why a Sex in the City movie was delayed. I felt like after six years, it was time for all of us to participate in the financial windfall of Sex and the City. When they didn't seem keen on that, I thought it was time for us to move on. Uh, could, I mean, Charles said that. Yeah, she's not wrong. I feel like they built uh, they built it. Yeah, right? You gotta get your paper. Like I feel like they should be partial to some money. I think they probably wanted Sarah Jessica to come off some, some money, and she was like, no. So, um, fast forward four years. Again, these are all allegations. It's not, nothing so has show been So, show is in 2004. Now we're in 2008. 2008. 2008. Okay. Ahead of, <laughs> I can't believe, yes. yeah, yeah. It's just kind of stuck with me. I'm like, that doesn't sound right. Um, ahead of the release of Sex and the City movie, so the Sex and the City movie comes out four years later after damn they waited too long for that no it was such a big hit was it I mean you only get a big hit if they did it like two years later no I think they waited a good amount of time okay Um, the cast speaks out about the alleged salary disputes and rumored conflict between the stars in an interview with the Telegraph the piece suggests that there had been tension about pay since season two according to the story Catral openly refused to participate in the movie unless she was paid more Parker, however, says the cast has remained friendly, and that's all within Cottrell's right to ask for more money. Honestly, we're all friends, and I wish I saw Kim more. She mentioned money, and no one should uh, vilify her for it. People made a decision that we had vilified her, she says, noting that she absolutely supported Cottrell's decision to opt out of the film. Cottrell, for her part, stresses that it wasn't only about the money, but personal struggles. Looking back for Back four years ago to when we were discussing a movie, it was a really tough time for me. She was mentioning she returned to her family in Canada due to her divorce and her father's dementia. It wasn't all just about the money. Like, I think for her, to make it worthwhile to leave her family, check, bro. Make, I need to make more money. Like, that's not, for me, that's not wrong. No. Um, she later addresses the Emmy's seating drama with a statement that emphasizes the working nature of the cast relationship. Are we the best of friends? No. We're professional actresses, and we all have our own separate lives. I mean, I got to give these ladies a credit. Nobody's slinging dirt. Maybe that comes up a little later, but it seems like they're being pretty Yeah, no, again, it's just, it's purely speculated. So, but it's been, I mean, this is now going on five years of just kind of like, they're just separate. Like, you think acting so closely with each other, they would be closer. You know what I mean? Like, you spend a lot of... Even the time they spend, they get up and acting. Maybe, know? maybe. Um, now to that now to November two thousand nine or twenty oh nine, while there talking <laughs> while talking to Elle about Sex in the City movie sequel, Parker expresses frustration at rumors that she and Cottrell didn't get along. I don't think anyone wants to believe that I love Kim. Parker says, "I adore her. I wouldn't have done the movie without her. Didn't and wouldn't." Fast forward to 2010. In an interview with the Daily Mail, Cottrell confirmed the rumors of a conflict between the two were untrue, attributing them to gossip and, sex- gossip and sexism. I think Sarah was right. People don't want to believe that we get on. They have too much invested in the idea of two strong, successful women fighting each other. It makes for juicy gossip and copy. The truth of us being friends and getting along and happy doing our jobs together is nowhere near as Newt was worthy. Worthy. She offered high praise of Parker, saying, I think Sarah's fantastic. She's a natural-born leader. She guides the crew and cast in such a strong but gentle way. She and I are sick of this. It's exhausting to think about. A real bore. Next. I don't know. I feel like she just went above and beyond right there. Well, I'm trying to figure out why you're talking. Like, is there some beef or not? Because I feel like maybe there isn't. But like, I kind of feel like there might be a little bit. 
What would the beef be though? Someone's getting paid more than the other. Yeah, I think I think like I said, I think she went to Ken, uh, to Sarah and was like, "Hey, can you go to bath me?" And she was like, "My check's good." I'm so, good, bro. Yeah. Um. So May of 2010, ahead of the release of Sex and the City two. Now this is six years after that show was ended. Um. For the were those sequ- movies good, by the way? They were really good. Okay. I love those movies. Did she end up with Mr. Big? She did That's in the nice. first movie. Yeah. So, um, they they got engaged. She planned this huge wedding. He left her at the altar. Yeah. I know. For, right? In the first one? Did he in come the first movie. In the second one? In the first movie. And then um, she's learning to get on, like, get on without him and kind of restructure her life because she made it more about the wedding than being married to him. And that's where she kind of got lost because she never thought she'd get married. Um, so coming back to the end, they reunite and they get married in a simple courthouse wedding with a simple ring. And then the second one, she goes to Dubai with all her friends and kisses a old love interest and has to tell big and big goes upset and they're fine. And now she has to wear an engagement ring. Anyways, long story short. Yeah, no, that was a lot. Yeah. No worries. Uh, so ahead of the release of sex in the city Two, the four actors were given an interview or I'm sorry, the four actors give an interview to Marie Claire where Parker and Cottrell both em- uh, emphatically deny they have a beef. Parker points to the struggles of long day- days on sets, but stresses that all is well between the cast. When you're on set, you're working 90 hours a week. You're never home. You're exhausted. There are times when all of us have been sensitive and sometimes feelings get hurt, but I don't have any regrets on how I've treated everyone. Man, being an actor sounds like it kind of sucks. I mean, you remember they were listening to, maybe not the other day, it was a couple months ago, maybe we were listening to uh, Idris Elba talk about how Oh uh, he yes. had to go from being like Nelson Mandela to being Heimdall in like a course of like... First of all, Heimdall's a fucking cool-ass character. Heimdall was dope, yes. Agreed. But it just seems like being an actor sometimes is garbage. Well, you know what it is? It's just you have you have such a short time on set so like five six months or whatever it is and you're working seven you're working 17 hours a day because i feel like i would get lost in the scene but then you're off for a year yeah yeah i don't know so i mean it it has its struggles either way you 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 slice it if you choose to be off right no for sure but i mean like you know and you're right not even a year just depending on what you're doing and then i would need somebody around like if i had to get cut for a role like let's say you were playing the star wars and you knew like oh shit's coming up i gotta start you know what i Mm -hmm. mean like you gotta prep for the next one you have to eat right what if you have to have an accent then you have to have a trait like you have to have a speech therapist i kind of understand why like more so mentally draining not i mean not so much physical. I think it's more mentally draining, it's and that's worse. Depending on what you're doing, right? But I think the men- mentality of it is worse than yeah. being physical. Or like if you got to shoot in the rain or some shit, like man, you're just fucking tired. Like, and you run these people that. Or like, when did you tell me like on the Batman and the last one? Uh, Tom, uh, uh, what's his face? Bane, big dude. Um, what's his name? Tom, Tom, Tom. He played Venom too. Why is this? Uh, Tom Hardy. Uh, and mm. and Christian Bale just hugged each other. They were so tired. Yeah, yeah like, they like, hugged and like fell down. Like they're just done. Like it's just Ugh, so crazy. exhausting. Yeah, um. Yeah. Anyways, Catral doubles down and says that the chemistry among all four of them is very strong. She calls rumors of a feud sexist because the press has to put women in these boxes rather than show them as the movie portrays them working hard together and being powerful things just have to be explosive for no reason other than people's imaginations i just get kind of tired with the sexist thing like, okay i mean yeah, but it is it is well, but because the thing four is, guys, you guys were at the damn awards and sitting separate there's something I mean, there again but you work so much with someone you just sometimes need some fucking space mm, you can't stomach make it for a night i mean i'm not i'm i, I understand i'm just saying like you know i don't know it's just dudes could do that dudes could be like you know, because we're a bunch of men. <laughs> you know what I mean? It'd right, like, but then I don't think that you'd be called out for having separate lives, like not sitting together. You might, yeah. I, that's strong. They'd be like, why they got beef? And then if you'd be like, now nah, we're good. Like, we, we're fine. We're doing interviews together. Like, we're still uh, good. Do you think they'd it. still bring if it up every? Big, probably. If I ever get famous, I'm this one my thing, but y'all sexist. Oh, my God. <laughs> I'm not a part of this. Um, okay, so fast-forwarding six years to 2016, um, after years of relative silence on the subject, Cattrall crushes the hopes of a Sex in the City fans when she says in the interview on the Daily Record that she thinks that her time with the series is done for now. I feel like I have completely ridden that horse and been completely satiated and satisfied. 
strange terminologies, but okay. Yeah. She says later adding that doing another sequel would be a challenge. I think the climate has changed. To have four women talking about shopping trips and spending $400 on shoes and people are having troubles putting food on the table. That's facts. She continued to explain, if it was going to happen, it would have happened by now. It would be a challenge to do a third installment. It could be fun, though. To say goodbye completely to Samantha, to Samantha would be very hard. September of 2016, in another interview with Time about her HBO series, Divorce, Parker continues to shoot down rumors of conflict, again between control and herself, pointing out that the male stars of The Sopranos were never subjected to these kind of queries. You got a point, though. It's long. It's like, goddamn, okay. Yeah, Fucking 12 I, years. Yeah, that, that's that's Of fair. them just completely denying it and being seen together and, like, doing movies since, like... And press sense, like, why are we still fucking maybe talking about Maybe these ladies aren't this? that interesting. To, 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 uh, you know what I mean? Or my thing is just, like, maybe they're, I mean, they don't have to be up each other's asses to be okay. Right. Well, I also feel like they don't, like, neither one of those women has made news for anything else. Right. Which, I mean, you know, it's fine. I mean, for sure. Um, It was always so heartbreaking to me that there's this narrative about Kim and myself because it just didn't reflect anything that happened on set. They just didn't do it to the Oh, they just didn't do it to the Soprano guys. It was so strange to me and upsetting. I posted something on Kim's birthday and people were like, oh my God, I didn't know you liked her. What? We were all at the liberty or to walk away at any time. No one asked questions about shows with men. Those are all facts. Those are all facts. And she posted this very beautiful picture of Kim Cattrall on Instagram. Throwback. She don't like that no more. Um... And she went on to say, happy birthday, you beauty, sending love and the very best for a perfectly mar- marvelous, joyous, healthy, and adventure-filled birthday year. Your old pal, fellow mischief maker, and sister, SJ. Yeah, that's a bit much. But, um... Um, 2000, in October of 2016, Parker appears on the Howard Stern Show where she compares the cast of the city, or I'm sorry, the cast of Sex and the City to family of people who needed each other, relied on each other, and loved each other. And shows that this ongoing narrative, this cat fight, used to really, really upset her. I also had an interest in walk out of interviews that did that shit. That, I feel like that would get to shut down a lot quicker. Just be like, right, I know. This is a, I, when, yeah. You ask that question, I'm done. Yeah, um, exactly. It's like the Monica Lewinsky thing. Like, she was on set. And yeah, I'm like, hey, right. did you suck his dick? And then she's yeah, like, I'm out. Fuck you guys. Yeah, see you guys. Um, In 2017, Parker confirms to Extra that there would be no third Sex in the City movie it's just not it's not just disappointing that we don't get to tell a story and have that experience but more so for the audience that has been so vocal in wanting another movie following this statement daily mail runs a piece that alleges that the third movie isn't happening because Catral's outrageous demands following its publication Catral takes to twitter to refute this account woke to a at um mail online shitstorm the only demand i ever made was that i didn't want to do a third film and that was back in 2016 well yeah let shit die man that's one thing i hate about this society now is we always just want to bring that's why i more told and you more and about more. the disney things yeah, i know you disagree with me but let shit be sometimes man we ain't gotta make everything into some old let's redo it it's okay to let it go i, I just, know i mean you can say that about the star wars movies yes absolutely or take it in a new direction yeah like, goddamn. Sure. So the story continues to unfold when actor Willie Garson, who played Stanford Blatch on Sex and the City, issues a cryptic subtweet about whether or not the third film was really in the making. Disappointed for all crew holding on to the for no okay sorry bleh. disappointed for all crew holding on for negotiations to conclude the further job, and of course for the fans. Leave it at that. Hashtag truth. Davis also takes to social media saying a final goodbye to her character charlotte york and to express her frustration with not be able to make the third movie so it does kind of sound like they wanted to make it in in, in uh miss control and in it yeah i mean and my thing is like if one of them doesn't want to do it and that's okay but it's built around the four of them right i, I think what happened is um kim control said look Give me twenty million, I'm in. And then, I, right? You know, like make it worth. And then they were just like, no. And that's you know, just, she can ask for that. And so Kristen Davis writes, "I love to look back at the pics from our long history of Sex in the City. I'm incredibly lucky to have gotten to play Charlotte through all her ups and downs. It is true that they were not going to make a third film. I wish that we could have made made the final chapter on our own terms to complete the stories of our characters. It's deeply frustrating not to be able to share the chapter." 
with all of you. So we will just have our memory. So please know that all of the love and support for us through the years is felt by us. And we're so grateful for all of you. Um, a sex in the city forever in our hearts. I think they, 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 I think it was the three of them when it came to her and said, "Look, we will each chip in to give you some of our salary. We just want to make the movie because yeah. it really does sound like they want to finish it, and I, and I kind they of do. feel like they, they should do. maybe finish it and give it a nice yeah. little bow." In a uh, preview and interview with Pierce Morgan um, and ITV's Life Stories, Cattrall reiterates that the third movie was was always a firm no for her. I never asked for money. I never asked for any projects. To be the thought of to be thought of as some kind of diva is absolutely ridiculous. This isn't about more money. This isn't about more scenes. It's not about any of those things. This is a clear decision, an empowered decision in my life to end one chapter and start another. I'm 61. It's now. She's like, I'm done with this. Shit. So what would you do? Everybody's at your door saying, do it. You, if you, you, you know what? You can't, you can't bend to the wind. Like, I mean, but it wouldn't have took that long to shoot. You know, you give a year up. But she's 61 and she wants to spend time with her family. And like, she's done. Like, she's, yeah. you put a chapter like, into it. Her. I don't just, I know for me, it would be hard not to. So many people asking for it, but, you know. Um, And an interview prompt, that interview prompts another tweet from Garson, seemingly about Cattrall's involvement in discussions about a third movie. He goes on to say, dear fans, because I'm toxic, I'm going to negotiate a contract for six months, not to come to terms and say I never wanted to do it anyways. So he's basically Mm. blasting her, saying she said that she was going to do it. Maybe she changed her mind. And she's allowed to do that. She changed her mind. Yeah, it could sound like she got into it and they started talking about it. She's like, man, I'm good. So when the full interview uh, airs, Cattrall refutes the idea that she had made demands or that she was ever on board. It's quite extraordinary to get any kind of negative press about something that I've been saying for almost a year of no, I'm, that I'm demanding diva. The answer has always been no, a respectful, firm no. I never ask for money. I never ask for projects. I keep, I keep having this thought that I'm some kind of diva is absolutely ridiculous. She also states that she had never been friends with the cast of Sex and the City and calls out Parker for saying that she could have been nicer. Yeah. Why she wait 15 years to say something rude? I don't, <laughs> I don't understand so now, that. January of 2018, last year, which again, mind you, was 14 fucking years crazy. since the, yeah, the, the thing has happened. Um, a new it, year doesn't. I'm sorry, go ahead. No, I was going to say, and see her doing that, the last thing she did, validates all the questions. Absolutely. Like, yeah, there was some shit between you, yeah, obviously. If, if you, if you could, either keep, the, see, and it's, and it's, keep the same story. And, and I think this is actually part of why, and I'm not saying it's right, but I think this is why things sometimes die with dudes, too, is because dudes are a lot more likely to throw a puncher to say, no, I hate that MFR. You know what I mean? Like They're very open and honest about it. Right, instead of being Well, like, I mean, I think it's a very double standard because when women have issues with other women, it's your caddy. You're a bitch. Yeah, no, that's fair. Like, you have all these other things. I think there's been certain dudes, I, I have to think on who, but, like, dudes have been called out for being, like, you know, too much. Or and being, hard to know. work with and stuff like that. But right. you, you get but it's hard, it's, you, but yeah, you it's get different. hard it's, to work it's with. It's different for sure. You get it's you're different. a dick. Yeah, that has yeah, different, yeah, yeah. Definite, it, it's different. It's different. you know, connotations than bitch. Yeah, I agree. No, I agree. I you agree. know? I agree. And so, and I think being a female in the, in the entertainment industry, and again, I'm not in the entertainment industry by any means. Not that we know of. um you have to have this persona like you're easy to work with to get jobs that's facts and like you know although i think that she she has talent she's could she was a talented actress she had a very wide wide range of roles but she was hard to work with and that got out and that really ruined her reputation and i think it it's harder for women when you have like RDJ, for instance, who went to jail for drug issues and he was an asshole, but I mean, he's the face of fucking Marvel. Yeah. You know he what I mean? worked it out pretty well. Uh. And so it's just very different. Um, but in 2018, a new year does nothing to quell old drama around the canceled third movie and the rumors of discord between Parker and Control. In an interview with Daily Beast, Park, I mean, okay, first of all, how are they doing so many fucking interviews with all these like outlandish places? Well, you got to also remember like a lot of publications. I mean, you got to have stories. You got to really sure. have stuff to talk about. You know what I mean? <sighs> That's what I, what I want. Look at the Tonight Show. Like, the, uh, you know, like Carson Daly and all that. No, or not Jimmy Kimmel and yeah. Jimmy Fallon. Carson Daly. Uh, yeah, I don't know. The fuck TRL. Yeah. But uh, I always think, man, how do they always have guests to bring on? But the thing is, like, there's always people doing stuff. They could bring on Sarah Jessica Parker just to. Yeah, I mean, know. she's got divorced and stuff like that on right. there. 
um, discusses the rumors, calling the drama enormously painful. Later that month, Parker appears in the Ellen DeGeneres. The Ellen DeGeneres. I don't know why I don't want to say that. DeGeneres show where she talks about the mourning period that she and the Sex and the City team had after Charles shut down Hope for a third movie. She then jokes oh, so that DeGeneres that? might make a good replacement for Samantha. You know, she can say that. She can, because, I mean, that hurts. That it, puts it back on her. I, I agree. I agree. She had to say shit. Like, yeah, you know, it sucks when I do the third one. It is what it is. Uh, get your all seemingly co-signed suggestion on Twitter, although later she suggests two celebra- or celebrated funny actors for the gig of future Samantha. Um so her tweet goes, she'd be fabulous for, uh, in regards to Ellen playing Samantha. Or she goes, I'm partial to, partial to Ellen, but Oprah was always my first. And then there's other goddesses like Tiffany Haddish or Sofia Vergara. So many fabulous actresses to choose from that will make Samantha their own. I mean, they could have wrote it no. to a different way. Yeah, they, yeah I mean, honestly, if they and this it sounds so morbid, morbid, but in the first movie... Or towards, I can't remember if it's towards the end of Sex and the City or one of the movies. Samantha has breast cancer. And so she I mean, came back, could have killed her off. That's what I'm saying. Um, or they could even ask her to do a cameo where, like, the first couple of scenes, you know, you and she might have been okay. I mean, I don't know. I do, like I said, I think that there was only because she said she could have been nicer. Like, if she just went without saying that. But now that you say that, you just, you validate all the questions. And that's. Yeah. During, so fast forwarding to. February 2018. Still going on. It's That's still going. Crazy. I'm I'm still going. Um, during an appearance of Watch What Happens Live with Andy Cohen, which oh, is our shit. fucking oh, Andy Cohen. He always got the drama. Uh, Parker continues to sound off on the drama, sharing the news that she was just heartbroken after Control said that she could have been nicer and that they were never friends. That whole week, I found it really upsetting. That's not the way I recall her experience. So it's sad, but I always think that what ties us together is singular is this singular experience. It was a professional experience, but it became personal because it was years and years of our life. I'm hoping that sort of eclipses anything that has been recently spoken. That many years spent doing something so special that people had a connection oh with is such a privilege. One thing I have to say for Sarah Jessica Parker is like she's so eloquent and like so put together. I feel like she rehearses this shit in her mirror. She probably does, but my thing is, like, it's inauthentic. Well, at least it feels inauthentic to me. I'm sure she actually means it, but to me, I'm like, yo, you worked with people. It was six years, and I guess the movies probably took a couple, two, so eight years. I, I don't know. Ten years of your life? That's a long time. You'd have to, I mean, if we, for some reason, didn't work out at ten years, I would mourn you. Not that you're dead or anything, but I would mourn our relationship. That's a huge chunk of time. Yeah, yeah I feel you. Fuck you, bro. <laughs> Anyways, not af- not long after that, Cattrall an- announces the untimely death of her brother, Chris Cattrall, on Instagram. Uh, um, she goes, to, is she goes on to say, it's with great sadness that myself and my family announce that unex- the unexpected passing of our son and brother, Chris Cattrall. At this time, we ask for privacy, but we want to thank you all on social media for the outpouring love and support at this time. Um, she then went on to say, I would like to thank my fans, friends, and my Sex in the City colleagues for the outpouring, su- the outpouring of support for myself and my family over the past 72 hours. Um, people, Sarah Jessica Parker said that we all send our love and condolences and grant her the privacy that she's asked for. If somebody in your life, whether you're in touch with them or not, is suffering for any reason, it's involuntary that you want to convey condolences of sadness or just let them know that you're thinking of them. Um, Cattrall takes to Instagram to say that Parker is neither her family nor her friend, calling her both cruel and hypocrite. She shares a link to page six that alleges a mean girl culture is the reason the show ended. Yikes. So this is where it kind of gets really good after 15 years. Um, Kim Cattrall posts on Instagram, I don't need your love or support at this tragic time at Sarah Jessica Parker. That's kind of a dickhead move. She goes, my mom asked me today, when will that Sarah Jessica Parker that that hypocrite leave you alone. Your continuous outreaching or reaching out is a painful reminder of how cruel you really were then and now. Let me be very clear if I haven't already, you are not my family. You're not my friend. So I'm writing to tell you this one time to stop exploiting our tragedy in order to restore your nice girl persona. Copy and paste this link. 
talking about how they had that. Following her social media post, Parker addresses the issue in a People Cover story. I never responded to the conversation Kim had with Pierce Morgan, where she had really hurtful things to say about me. I couldn't imagine anyone else playing that part, so there was no fight. It was completely fabricated, and I actually never responded. And I won't, because she, or because she needed to say what she needed to say. That is her privilege. Samantha's on-screen love character, Smith Jared, played by actor Jason Lewis, gave his support to Parker in ensuing drama um, in the interview. Listen, saying, listen, I would have had to say that Sarah was always so lovely and such a um, professional, and I think that people should remember their graciousness and the things they have given to them. I'm going to stop there because I have nothing else good to say. Hmm. Um, after that... In 2018, after Nixon announced her intention to run um, as a gubernatorial? Yeah, that's right. I don't, gubernatorial candidate. Yeah. I know. I don't like the way that's written. <laughs> um, in New York, Cattrall tweets her support in a similarly pointed message. I support and respect. I'm sorry. This is so long. You're getting bored. I know. No, that's all good. Support and respect um, any former clo- colleagues' right to make their own career decisions. Um 2018, Parker doubles down on her thoughts about the ledger drama. There is no cat fight, blah, 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 blah. We were enormously proud of what we got to do, blah, blah, blah. But we spent 12 years of our life doing something I really love and I feel published, blah, blah, blah. 2018, in honor of the 2018 Emmy Awards, uh, Kristen Davis posts a throwback of herself and Sarah Jessica Parker and Cynthia Nixon at the Emmys. But it left out Kim Cattrall. And that's the end of that. So there was some beef. And now we know why there won't be a third sex in the city. Yeah, I think it's the, I think it's sad they couldn't uh, come together. I just, my thing is, uh, not only for the purposes of podcasts, but for the purposes of their life. I wish they'd have got to it like a year for in. For real. Like, yeah, you could have just saved from the top. Yo, I, I think it was just, just one of those things that like festered and festered and festered and then just got too big to like overcome but my thing is see this is the problem with communication too there was clearly an issue obviously so why not just this is what i hate about people like we all want to tap dance and then like finally blow our lid like yo just say what's on your mind and they could have moved forward if she's being a b tell her hey i don't like working with you she could told her the second season look if you're not gonna straight and be at it i'm not gonna do this anymore and right maybe, maybe at that point they could have got rid of her though because she wasn't that uh yeah well, for sure i think you know i think it, it I think that she really went in after. I mean, you can express your condolences. I don't think that's like. Well, she was already in a in a very uh, hurt place, anyways, spot. right? And yeah, so she's very yeah. raw, and just she lashed out, and I get, I get yeah. it. But I think that was kind of like her. But at the same time, she's probably tired of her saying in every interview how close her friends they were and how blah blah. Because because honestly, it seems like something happened behind the scenes, and maybe it was perceived, and maybe it really happened. But something happened behind the scenes to make her feel like. Jessica, Sergio's part was a mean girl. It's fake. And then when the three of them were sitting at the thing, and then one of them's away, that seems like some mean girl shit. Yeah. Like you go sit at that table. We, we good over here. So I, I think that's credibility to it. I just think they should have handled it differently. You know? For sure. I don't blame them for not doing the last movie, though. So. For sure. Sorry this was so long. I apologize. My bad. It was really long. Please send your hate mail to at. I'm just playing. All right. Smart meets stupid. Oh, shite. All right, is that it? You got anything else? I know. All right, then. I'm going to cut this off for you. Goodbye. Okay, so, if you heard tonight, please head over to the App Store. Give us a five-star review in the App Store and let us know what you like, what you don't like. Don't make fun of me because I messed up in the App Store. Also, uh, go ahead and subscribe to our podcast. This is the Celebrity Beef Podcast, and we appreciate you being here. Goodbye. Bye.